0: The legal views and content expressed on the following program are provided solely for informational and entertainment purposes. They do not constitute or contain legal advice. How's it going everybody? Welcome to the show. You are listening to the Break the Business Podcast. I'm Ryan Carella, and it is a pleasure to have you here this week. Episode 106, folks, happy to have you here. And as you can tell fairly quickly, I have a touch of the laryngitis this week. My throat is on fire. I am playing hurt. I am in a lot of pain, but the show must go on, man. And if you're willing to tolerate me in this condition, I'm willing to do a show for you because... There is so much great stuff to talk about this week. I am excited for this show, and I'm not going to let a little bit of horrifying throat pain keep me from doing this podcast for you guys. And besides, I can't really take this week off because the laryngitis is entirely my fault. This wasn't some illness that just randomly befell me, and I am a completely innocent victim. No, no, no. I have laryngitis because I was at the Miami Hurricanes game last night against Virginia Tech, where we prevailed in a big win against a very good Virginia Tech team, number 13 in the country. Uh, We are looking like we're on a bullet train to win the conference championship. We're in the conversation for the national championship, and we beat a really good team, and we beat them convincingly. We beat them convincingly, and the rest of the country was saying before this game, Miami's a fraud, they're undefeated, but none of the games have been big wins, Virginia Tech's going to throttle them, and sure enough, we throttled Virginia Tech, just pounded them into the ground, it was never even close, Kane's win, but but I'm not going to make a big deal out of it. I've noticed in the last few weeks on this podcast, I've been getting excited about University of Miami football, I've been talking a lot about it. I've been just going nuts, and I feel like that might be alienating to some of you listeners. I imagine most of you didn't go to the University of Miami. Some of you might even go to schools that rival the University of Miami, and you're probably just like, look, I'm listening to Ryan because I want some music business advice. I want to hear him interview guests. I don't want a football show. If I wanted a football show, I'd go listen to a football podcast, so I get that. So I'm not going to make a big deal out of this monstrously amazing win, last night. I'm not going to make a big deal out of this program changing win last night. I'm not going to make a big deal out of this just completely amazing national conversation changing win last night. I'm not going to scream and yell. I'm not going to go nuts. I'm not just going to turn this into some U Miami radio program. I'm not going to just start screaming the UM fight song like a crazy person. I'm not doing that this week. We're gonna be serious this week. I'm not just gonna devolve into just crazy UM fandom football talk, okay? I'm not. I'm not. Just kidding. I totally am. Yes! Miami wins 28 10. We crushed Virginia Tech. We are a top 10 team. We're probably gonna be like number seven or six in the country after this week big statement win baby still undefeated go canes woo yes hail to the spirit of miami u hail to her pride and glory free hail to her orange and green and white so true hail to her fighting varsity long may her banner wave or vanquish foes in our hearts may she always be hail to the spirit of miami u i pledge my faith and loyalty yes m i a M-I-M-I-A-M-I, fight, 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 woo! yes, go Canes, I'm so happy, oh god, my throat is on fire, that was such a mistake, Bard <coughs> me, let me just, I need some water, that was a terrible idea, I blew out what was left of my voice, that was catastrophically ill-advised on my part, and... But it was totally worth it. Oh my God, what a win. What a win. 18-point win against a really good Virginia Tech team. And oh God, I was there and the fans were nuts. Hard Rock Stadium an NFL Stadium where the Miami Dolphins play was completely sold out. Oh, what an amazing environment. That stadium was so loud. Oh gosh, I'm just so, so happy. And you know what? My, my throat is shot, but I'm not done screaming. So I actually have a video I posted on Twitter of me screaming at the game right when it ended. And I'll just play that for a second. All right, there you go. <laughs> okay, I think that's all the screaming I have in me. Oh, I'm glad I got that out, though. I'm in such a good mood, as you can imagine. I am so freaking excited that my canes pulled out that incredible victory Um and and really, like, I-, I can tie this back to the podcast. You know, we're the scrappy underdog in all these games. Nobody believes in us. Everybody's saying that this is the week where it's gonna come off the rails, that Miami is overrated, and all we do is win. And that's what we're doing on this podcast. You guys are independent artists. You're beating the odds. You are, in fact, the University of Miami of the music world. You got swag. You got confidence. Nobody believes in you. And all you're going to do is win, baby. And that's why you're listening to this podcast. And I'm so excited to have you here this week. And thank you so much again for bearing through my laryngitis, which was entirely of my making because I did not use my seat and the whole game. And I just screamed the whole game and just... I was a crazy fan and now my throat is shot because I'm 32 years old and I can't just do that like I used to do in college when I would scream for the University of Miami as a college kid. You can rate, review and subscribe to Break the Business podcast on our four platforms, iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud and Stitcher. Uh, those rates, those reviews, those subscriptions, guys, they really help us out, and I hope you do it. You can also contact the Break the Business podcast at our email address, breakthebusiness at gmail.com. That's breakthebusiness at gmail.com. Why would you want to email us? That's a very good question. If you have a question that you want us to answer on the show, maybe something about your music career that you want to get a second opinion on, uh, some kind of question about running your music operation that you want us to talk about on the show and turn into a segment, I'm all for that. I'd rather... Design our content around your needs than try to just have me come up with content that I think you might like. The more input I get from you guys, the better product I can create for you. Um, If you have any topics you want us to discuss, if you have any uh, pop culture topics you want us to go into, I'm all there. I'm listening to you. You want to email me at breakthebusiness at gmail.com. Ask anybody who's emailed me. If you email me, I always email you back. You can also follow me on Twitter, and I hope you do. uh, At Ryan, K-A-I-R, you can find that crazy video of me going nuts at the UM football game. But we also have some nice music career advice in there, too. And I love talking to people on Twitter. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash breakthebusiness. Uh, It's been such a fun week for me. I just finished recording my part of Spruks new crowdfunding album pieces Uh, we've had spruik on the podcast before last week we talked about this amazing album project he's doing on kickstarter right now where he is creating this really cool concept album where all of his kickstarter backers get a separate tiny piece of a story of a post apocalyptic future and then the community all of you have to come together with all your little pieces of the album and figure out what went wrong. You're solving a mystery together with all of your other listeners. And he's brought in a bunch of other people to contribute uh voiceover work for this album. I'm one of the people he picked and I'm excited. And I just finished recording my piece for that. And um, I'm excited to see it in the final product. I've never done something like this before. I used to do voiceover work a lot when I was younger, but never something quite this ambitious. So I'm excited to hear how it comes out and I hope I do. Okay. Um, you know, I haven't done a lot of acting since I was in high school, so hopefully I still have that muscle in my body. Uh, you can get a copy of my book, Break the Business, Declaring Your Independence and Achieving True Success in the Music Industry. It is available in not one, not two, but three different formats, ebook, audiobook, and paperback. You go to amazon.com, search Blake, Blake the Business. How about Break the Business? Break the Business, uh, you'll find that book right away, and it's going to be a good read for you. I have been really flattered by the feedback i've gotten on this book a lot of artists who told me that it's been a big help to them that it really answered some questions they had that it gave them the confidence to move forward as an independent artist and i can't tell you how gratifying that is you know praise from artists like you is far more impressive to me than if like you know i get a good review in some you know, magazine or something or some blog or something like that but when an artist who's on in the trenches who's on the ground floor says this book helped me oh god how could I not be just gratified by that so thank you all for your support of the book and y'all can check it out amazon.com just search break the business our guest this week so speaking of people who are just uh amazing uh folks who are giving great advice people on a whole other level than me just You know, really just doing some cool stuff. Andrew Apanoff is on the podcast this week. And very good news I did interview him earlier this week, so you won't have to listen to me talk with laryngitis during that interview. Uh, So you're going to love that. He's a musician, he's a podcaster, he started a bunch of businesses. Perhaps my favorite thing on his resume is that he was the editor-in-chief of UltimateGuitar.com. That was my favorite website growing up when I played in a bunch of terrible high school bands. That's where we found all the chord charts and tablatures for all the cover songs we did. UltimateGuitar.com, my favorite website growing up. I'm so excited to replay this interview for you. Um, I've heard it. You have not because it's new to you, but it's not new to me because I already pre-recorded it. Uh, He's awesome. He's done so much cool stuff in his career in music, and he's going to talk about growing your music career and something that I think is a really interesting topic, which is turning your fans into paying fans. I know a lot of you, that is a huge challenge, right? In this era of YouTube and Spotify, there are so many different ways that you can build a fan base, and even a big fan base, even a passionate fan base, even a rabid fan base, but turning them into a paying fan base, that is a whole other ball of wax, people, and can be quite a challenge in the age of the internet where music listeners are used to getting so much great content for free, so how do you turn those fans into paying fans well, Andrew's going to talk all about that in the next segment. He actually has a live masterclass coming up on the wise.me platform. That's W-H-I-I-S-E.me platform on November 11th. And he's going to talk all about that in great detail during that masterclass. So you might want to check that out. Again, that's going to be on November 11th. At wise W-H-I-I-S-E.me. e all right. Uh, before we bring him in, though, I want to talk a little bit more. I know we've been talking about the last few weeks, but I have some more to say on the seven-note challenge, Serge Tonkin's seven-note challenge. Uh, I think you're going to like what I have to say for you this week. I'm I'm excited to do this announcement. Oh my goodness, I am just, ooh, I'm I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled. If you missed the podcast for the last couple weeks, here's what the surge. Tonkin seven note challenge is. So Serge Tonkin lead singer of system of the down put out this really cool idea for a song contest. Uh, anybody can enter. You just have to submit a song. And there are only two rules for Serge's song contest. First, the song has to be under three minutes. That's non-negotiable. And second, and here's where it gets interesting. The song must start with a specific sequence of seven notes. Other than that, You can do pretty much whatever you want with the song. I mean, the content has to be original to you. You can't sample anything, but that's pretty much it. Under three minutes, and the song has to start with a sequence of seven notes. And other than that, any genre, any instruments, any tempo, any key, it's uh, all up to you. The winner of the contest gets five thousand dollars serious chunk of change here people and let me go ahead and play serge tonkin's video from his website to give you a little bit more of an idea of how this contest is going to work a lot of people ask me where music comes from where do songs come from i always firmly believe that they come from collective consciousness Um, that they don't necessarily reside within an artist.
1: Every song begins with uh, an idea, a concept, or a sound. The challenge is simple. You've got these seven notes that you have to start with, so your first seven notes of your composition have to be these seven notes. You can make a jazz song, a rock song, symphony, whatever type of music that you want. It can't be longer than three minutes. The rest is up to you. I'm Serge Duncan, and this is my challenge. I'll give you seven notes. You give me your best.
0: Here are the seven notes. And there you go. As long as you start the song with those seven notes, the rest of the song is up to you. And uh, to be eligible, you have to, here are the, here are the, here are the uh, submission rules, you have to submit your entry to Serge Tankian Challenge, that's S-E-R-J-T-A-N-K-I-A-N-challenge.com by December 15th. And of course, we're going to put that web address in the show description so you know where to find it. But I gotta tell you, I have been obsessed with this contest you can, I mean, if you've listened to the last few episodes, you know I've been obsessed, obsessed with this contest for the past couple of weeks, and I've been obsessed for two reasons. Um, one is a completely selfish reason, and I'll tell you right now, so selfish, but I really want somebody from this podcast to win this contest because it would be good for this podcast. I would brag about it all the time. I would say somebody from our community of listeners that we inspired won this contest. And I would just brag and brag and brag. I would totally be like one of those parents where the kid gets straight A's and the parent's more happy about it than the kid is and is like telling all the aunts and uncles, oh, my kid got straight A's. Oh, what did your kid do? That would be me. I would totally just be that kind of excited about it. And it would be very selfish of me. But you wanted to know why I was obsessed with this contest. That's one of the reasons. The other reason that I'm obsessed is less selfish and in fact, more selfless. And that is, I honestly think this contest would be a great experience for you. The listeners to participate in, I've been trying to encourage you guys to enter because I honestly think it would be good for your career. Uh, The first reason why I think it's going to be good for your career is something we've talked about the last couple weeks. We've had guests on the show who have talked about the usefulness in putting constraints on your songwriting to bring out more creativity, uh, I mean, you you can go back to the other episodes and find out more about that. But basically, the idea is when you're writing songs, if you limit yourself to specific prompts, if you put yourself under significant time pressure, it has a way of inspiring more creativity. And that's kind of ironic, but it's true. Uh, The more constraints you put on your writing, the more limits you kind of put on yourself. It tends to make you more creative and helps you write more songs. And so I kind of want you to get involved with this contest so you can see how that works. Second reason I want you guys to win this and you know one of my selfish reasons or selfless reasons I should say is that winning this contest would be good money for you. 5k, you could do a lot with 5k. In this music industry, oh my god, $5,000, you could do a really amazing PR campaign for your next album. You could, you know, cr- you know, you could revamp and put some great equipment in your home studio. There's just oh my god, $5,000 in this music industry, it's like what a million dollars was 20 years ago. So I want you guys to win that money and winning's going to be good exposure as well. I think having somebody like Serge Tonkin or rather I should say you being on somebody like Serge Tonkin's radar, that's got to be good for your career. And so I want you guys to get that kind of exposure. And look, even if you don't win Serge Tonkin's challenge because there can only be one winner, it's still a valuable experience for you to do just participating in this contest not only will make you a better songwriter, not only will challenge you as an artist in a very positive way, but it's going to have some good practical benefits for you as well. You could do so much with this contest as an artist. Uh, you know, Think about it this way. If you enter this contest, you can do social media posts about it. You can tell your fans that you're really getting into this, and you can create a dialogue with those fans. You could even build a bunch of content just around participating in the contest other than just the actual piece of content that you're making for the contest itself, other than just the song. Imagine you could do like... Uh you you could make behind the scenes videos as you're writing this song. You can give your fans a behind-the-scenes look and how you create art and you know kind of make it into a reality show. You can make YouTube videos with this. You can show pictures of you writing the song with your colleagues. Maybe you collaborate with another artist and you know you show the collaboration on your page and you get to meet some of their fans and then that artist gets to meet some of your fans. There's so many ways that you could spin this contest to be really valuable for your career even if you don't win. So I want you guys to get involved. And last week I said that I was going to try to come up with some kind of idea to encourage you to participate in this contest. I mean, other than all the stuff I said above, if that doesn't get you excited about participating in the 7-Note Challenge and submitting your entry to com by December 15th, I'm going to try to sweeten the pot here for you. And one of the ideas that I had is... I want to do our own little mini seven note challenge contest with just our community of listeners to try to get um, to try to get you guys excited about this. So in addition to winning the Surge Tonkin challenge, you could participate in our little mini challenge with just our listener community and uh, try to win that one. And so that's what we're going to do. We I'm announcing it now. We are doing our very own mini Seven note challenge with just our community of listeners to try to encourage you guys to participate in Surge Tonkin's challenge. So you'll write a song for us, and then you can send that song to the Surge Tonkin challenge and try to win the five grand. And uh, yeah, so that's that's what we're gonna do. Uh, I have announced it, and here's how it's gonna work. All right, we're doing the exact same rules as the Surge Tonkin challenge because I want to encourage you to enter your song into that contest. Three minutes or less. It has to start with the specific sequence of seven notes that you heard in that video, and you can go to surgetonkinchallenge.com to hear that sequence again as many times as you need to. And yeah, exact same rules. That's uh, not going to try to do anything fancy here, but there are a couple differences. So obviously, once you've made your song, you're going to submit it to surgetonkinchallenge.com by December 15th, but if you want to participate in our little mini song contest... You need to submit your song as well to breakthebusiness at gmail.com by December 8th. That is one week before the Serge Tonkin challenge contest deadline. So if you want to be in our community of listeners, seven note contest, we need your song here at break the at gmail.com by December 8th. And we're going to pick our own winner just from our community of listeners. So now you might be asking yourself, well, okay, fine. I can understand why I want to do the Surge Tonkin challenge. I want $5,000. I want the exposure that comes from that. Why should I do your challenge, Ryan? Why should I submit my work to you one week earlier than the deadline? Well, I'm going to tell you why. All right. You should do it for two reasons. One, if you win our contest, we will shower you in adulation. In fact, I'm even going to make a little trophy that we're going to send to the winner. So you get some nice little hardware that you can put on your shelf. I don't think it's going to be a particularly impressive trophy because we're kind of low budget around here, but it's going to be it's going to be a little trophy. You're going to love it. And if that's not enough for you, if the if the hearty congratulations from a job well done, if that good feeling in the pit of your stomach that you know you did good on something isn't enough for you, well I got some other prizes too, okay? All right, I got you covered. So Here's what we're also going to have. In addition for all that of, of all that adulation and being like the coolest person on this podcast for a few weeks, we got some other prizes too. The winner of the Break the Business Seven Note Challenge is going to get a really kick-ass, really awesome Break the Business Prize Pack. And man, I I, I can't believe what I have for this prize pack. This is ridiculous. So. When I got the idea to do this, I reached out to some of the former guests on our podcast who have just kind of, kind of say, hey, can you, can you donate some stuff for our prize pack? Because if it's just stuff from me, they're not going to care. But if it's stuff from some of our best guests, they're going to get really excited. And I thought maybe I'd hear a couple trickles of, oh yeah, maybe I'll do it, maybe I won't. Because you know these artists are busy and they got stuff going on. But oh my God, I got inundated. The former guests on this show said, yes, this is so exciting. I want to be a part of this. I want to support your listeners. And I'm so freaking happy. So we just got inundated with prizes to add to this prize pack. So here's what we got. All right. The winner of our seven note challenge, you you, you do your search Tonkin challenge submission by December 15th. If you submit it to us by December 8th for our competition, the winner is going to get all of the following. All right. So just... Brace yourself because this is going to take a while to go through all these. All right. The winner gets from Ari Hurston from Ari'sTake.com, one of the best advice givers on the internet about music. They're going to get a copy of his awesome book, How to Make It in the New Music Business. From Mary Amber, one of our favorite podcast guests, an amazing indie artist, does some cool stuff on her website. You're going to get a music and merchandise pack from her. From Arielle Hyatt, PR agent extraordinaire, owner of Cyber PR. We've had her on a couple times. She's amazing. You're going to get a cop- copy of her awesome crowdfunding book, CrowdStart. If you go to episode 59 of the podcast, you can find out all about why that book is so great. It's going to help you run your crowdfunding campaign. And I've just gotten started. There's so many more things from Suzanne Polinsky, music industry consultant, also known as the rock star advocate. She just dump trucked a bunch of content on us. You're going to get a copy of that rockstar life planner of hers that she talked about a few weeks back to help you plan out your career. And she's going to give you six of her eBooks, the one on self care, one on recording, the one on financials, contracts, branding, and touring. She's going to give you her entire pack of eBooks as well as a copy of her rockstar life planner from DJ spruik. The guy I talked about in the beginning segment, who's doing the uh, crowdfunding campaign that's going on right now. For his uh, album pieces, I, I submitted an album to that, or I submitted some content for that, so I'm going to be part of that project. He's giving you the $25 reward from his new Kickstarter project, which is you know a copy of uh, some of the album work, and he's going to give you an album from his last Kickstarter album project, Music to Die Alone in Space 2. So you're getting a couple things from DJ Spruke, and it's going to be great. Everything he makes is just awesome. From Verity White... We've had her on the podcast before. She's actually going to be on the show next week as well. An amazing rock artist. Uh, just so awesome. Loves British television and so we love her. You're going to get a copy of her new album, Breaking Out. And uh, I've already listened to it. She sent me the whole thing. It's so darn good. And so you're going to get all of that. You're going to get the Ari Hurston book. You're going to get the Mary Amber Prize pack. You're going to get the Ariel Hyatt book. You're going to get the Suzanne Polinski books, uh, seven books from her. You're going to get the DJ Spruik albums. You're going to get the Verity White album. And to to, to put the cherry on top, you're also going to get some of my stuff. I'm going to throw in a signed copy of the Break the Business book in paperback if you haven't gotten that yet. And also, I'm going to throw in an hour of one-on-one consulting services from me where you can just, we're going to have an hour together. We can talk about your music career. We can plan things out. I can give you some advice. We can talk a little bit of shop. And um, I'm going to throw that in as part of the prize package. And look, this kind of service isn't something I normally do. You can't find... Ryan Carella Consulting Services on the internet. Uh, you know my schedule is completely insane. This just isn't a service I offer people, and so what you're getting is something that's really rare and uh, super exclusive. And that's only, and you can only get that from me that one-on-one hour if you uh, win this contest. So. I'm throwing that in there as well. We're going to talk about your career during that. We're going to map out some career strategies for you. And I'm excited to do it because if you're willing to put in the work to make an amazing challenge, or amazing song to win the Seven note challenge and hopefully win five thousand dollars from Serge Tonkin, you better believe I'm going to take the time to talk to you and have a great conversation about your career and give you some tangible uh, tips and advice to help you move your career forward. So, that's what I'm offering you, all right? That's what I got in front of me. The total value of this prize package is over $500. Goodness gracious. I mean, just we're just backing up the truck here, people. I This prize pack just got crazy on me. I thought I was going to be able to throw like a couple books in there from people, but the f- friends of our show, our former guests, have gone to town because they want you guys to... Win this contest, and they want you to make it. They want to make it worth it to you. They want you to participate, and so they came out in full force and donated some great stuff for this contest. And of course, I threw some things in there too. So we have a prize package that's worth over five hundred dollars, and all you have to do is send in your seven-note challenge song by December eighth to be eligible. You send that to Break the Business at gmail.com and then obviously once you send in your song to us you're going to send it into the sirs tonkin challenge because the only reason we're doing this is because we want you to win that contest we want you to get that five thousand dollar prize we want you to be able to create a lot of content around working on that challenge we want you to get all the trappings and adulation that comes from being a winner and frankly, if you're willing to do all this, you're already a winner in my book, but I want you to be the $5,000 winner. I want you to be the big, big winner. And I want somebody from our podcast to win this so badly. So I am calling upon you, the listener. If you're listening right now, if you're within the sound of my voice, do, do this, make this happen. Sorry. <laughs> I'm is coming back to me here. Do this, do this for the podcast, do this for your career, do something big, take a shot and it could be something that changes your life. And hell, look, this isn't exactly a podcast with millions of listeners or anything. Okay, we're not, you know, something on NPR. And so there's a decent chance that if you send your song in to break the business at gmail.com by December 8th, you might just win the damn thing by default because you're the only entrant. So just saying your odds of winning a prize that's worth over $500 right now might actually be pretty good. And so, like, that alone might be the reason why you want to take a shot. Again, so let's just recap here. We got the Surge Tonkin Challenge, $5,000 prize, song that's less than three minutes, starts with a specific sequence of seven notes. You participate in that by sending your song to surgetonkinchallenge.com by December 15th. Furthermore, if you want to do the Break the Business Challenge... You just send your submission to business at gmail.com by December 8th. The winner of our contest wins a prize package from Ari Hurston, Mary Amber, Ariel Hyatt, Rockstar Advocate, DJ Sprook, Verity White, and me, Ryan Carella. Uh, we get pri- you get prizes from all of us. The value of that prize package is worth over $500. And yeah, there you go. So... Come on, let's do this. I'm so excited. It's going to be exciting over the next few weeks. I can't wait to hear these songs as they come in. You guys rock. All right, Andrew Apinov coming up next on the Break the Business podcast. Ryan here from the podcast. Shameless plug time. My new book, Break the Business, Declaring Your Independence and Achieving True Success in the Music Industry, is now available in paperback and an ebook. The book talks about how you can be your own boss in your music career and take control of your content creation, promotion, distribution, and fundraising. Get your copy on Amazon by searching Break the Business. It's a nice read for musicians and the people who love them. That's Break the Business, declaring your independence and achieving true success in the music industry. Thanks very much for your support. Welcome back to the Break the Business Podcast. He is a musician, podcaster, and entrepreneur. He is the creator of the growth training and artist community platform, We Spin, the founder of the music brand service provider, Dotted Music, and the host of the Music Growth Talks podcast. You can check out his work at musicgrowthtalks.com, dottedmusic.com, and andrewapinoff.com. On November 11th, he will be hosting a live masterclass on how to get 100 paying fans in 100 days at Y. That's w h i i s e dot m e, ladies and gentlemen. Andrew Appanov is on the Break the Business Podcast. Hey, Andrew, awesome. thank you so much for joining us.
1: Thank you so much for for thank you for <laughs> so much for for uh, inviting me. I'm excited to. To, to be on the show well, right. we're, we're excited to
0: talk to you I nearly ran out of breath talking about all the things you do in that <laughs> intro you have so many credits to your name you're a podcaster you create all sorts of learning and service platforms for artists you were even once the editor-in-chief for UltimateGuitar.com, which is basically the only website I ever visited when I was in high school playing in terrible rock bands so uh,
1: um, it's so exciting to hear yeah I mean it, it's uh I, I call it a UG bomb when I when I mentioned the ultimate guitar Brand to uh, <laughs> anyone who has picked up a guitar ever, they they recognize the name. Uh, and I'm 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 grateful for the opportunity of you know being a part of uh, the comp- company, working there for around seven years. And yeah, I mean we're in the music business. We have to wear lots of uh, hats, you know. So I've tried quite um, quite a few, <laughs> quite a few things in the industry. Well, I'd love to talk a little bit about that. Can you walk us through some of the highlights
0: of your journey in music and business and start us at the beginning? Because from what I read about you, it started with you doing things like DJing and working for internet startups while living in Russia, right?
1: Yeah so I'm originally from Kaliningrad Russia and uh, right now I live in Poland so all of our main operations are uh, in the United States so Dotted music is a US based company and I'm quite proud of having uh, right now having a, a, a team um, which is uh, full remote and distributed uh, in different parts of the world so uh, it, it you know it didn't happen kind of overnight it took me quite some time to uh uh, to to build this uh company and uh and find the right people uh but yeah so we are we are full location independent and yeah i started with uh uh, doing some things in the electronic music scene as i myself have been a dj i mean it's it's not it's 100% accurate because I haven't been DJing for a few years now. Uh, I, I even played a when I was at school, but I, I'm wow. rather embarrassed about that part of my life. But anyway, so the yeah, the, the DJing, or organizing events, we were uh, doing some big uh, drum and bass parties. All at the same time of uh, studying, working at Ultimate Guitar while uh, studying at university. Uh, and uh, I, I was a part of a uh, part of radio station uh, helped if you uh, start started helping musicians with sort of management and marketing things at the same time I didn't know much about marketing back then or, or even music industry but thanks to uh, my position at uh, ultimate guitar clearly I started just as an editor there and then you know moved to some higher positions um, so it also took some time I was working there for seven years. And uh, yeah, around 2009, I started uh, Dot Music as a music business blog, uh, just writing about different topics related to music industry and uh, with with the intention, with the hope to help musicians understand some of the aspects of the business and marketing um, uh, specifically. And then we ended up uh, with turning uh, Dot Music into a full-fledged music marketing agency. So now we serve. Uh, different kinds of music brands, musicians in the first place, uh, indie musicians, but also music startups. And we worked with uh, record labels and music uh, studios as well. And yeah, so then I also uh, started uh, Wispin, which is an educational uh, platform and community for musicians. Um, Sort of, you know, a membership platform where you can get access to different courses about music marketing and business. And yeah, I also have been running these... um, uh, Music Growth Talks podcast uh, for a few years now. I'm really like podcasting, and uh, so I'm very excited to be here uh, because I, I I've been guest on quite a few shows, clearly, but uh, it's it's very unusual for me to be to be kind of interviewed. Um, <laughs> so yeah, and uh, we we've, we've tried some things with uh, with videos as well, and just I I want to mention it briefly because it hasn't been announced yet, but we're actually launching. Uh, a radio so it's not it's kind of a stealth launch but i hope to have uh, a 24 a, a uh, 7 youtube uh, live stream of uh, uh, music growth radio with uh, basically streaming podcasts about music industry uh non-stop and i we we haven't discussed it with you yet but i would really appreciate having some of your shows there as well. So it's like a free radio for for musicians. That sounds Uh, really
0: exciting.
1: Yeah, so no no one has done this before from what I know, so I hope it will be something that musicians will appreciate. Yeah, that sounds super, super
0: awesome. And I'm just trying to figure out what we have to do to get some of your accordion recordings. (laughs) Like,
1: are are they just locked away somewhere? My career would be just done if <laughs> if any of it, you know, it appeared online. So, yeah, see,
0: if you ever come to Miami, like I'm just gonna like go drinking with you sometime and see if we can just like get you playing the accordion. <laughs> like we'll just oh, where did this accordion come from? Well, um, you might as well play it. You got you know six shots in you and <laughs> Well we we, we we may try that, yeah. There you go. Um Let's talk a little bit about, more about WeSpin because I, I'm always a big fan of artist education platforms, and I love the way these are kind of getting built, where they're a subscription model for a low startup fee. You can kind of get access to a lot of different resources. Um, can you talk a little bit more? Talk a little bit more about some of the things offered on that platform.
1: Sure, sure. So uh well uh, the the big kind of uh accent of, of of mine has been on video there so i try uh I, i've been trying to release as many video lessons there as possible um so mind you we haven't released too many new lessons in the past few months unfortunately because being busy with the agency but overall there is a already uh, quite a lot of uh, uh, video lessons, uh, just as text lessons as well, about um, branding and topics such as niche marketing and uh, and different social media platforms. We cover quite a few topics. So we have a guest course about productivity for musicians, for example, so time management and taking care of your health and how to be productive as an artist, Uh, and uh, a course about touring. Um, But yeah, the main uh the, the main theme is uh growth so i did a rebranding of the platform two years ago to not to use the word marketing in the tagline so it's all about growth i think it's it's um it's it sends uh, a better and more uh correct message to uh to artists than the word marketing promotion you may know well how it's uh, perceived by many um, so we are we are really talking about building uh, authentically building an audience, uh, engaging that audience and monetizing it eventually. Um, so yeah, it's quite quite a few different themes. There is a forum where all the members can communicate with each other and us. And uh, I, I've I've been yeah enjoying it and I love our small but loyal and uh, really cool community of musicians. We started as an uh, as a platform for electronic music artists, but now we. Uh, yes, yeah, so I'll accept members and welcome members from all the genres. So it's not limited to any location or music style. I
0: love it. And that's we is that just we spin.com?
1: Dot uh, co, yes. O C O.
0: Okay. Um well, let's let you know in this vein of growth, here's a and we'll we'll try to avoid that that dreaded m word that you and just and talk about well, get, I mean
1: yeah I, I use it all the time
0: <laughs> <nonetheless>. well <laughs> well l- let me ask this of you as a growth expert i and I love asking this question to folks, and I feel like your answer could be pretty interesting. Here's a hypothetical for you, let's say I'm a musician and I have a ton of talent, and so you can already tell it's a hypothetical, but um and I want to grow my career and I'm willing to work really hard to do it. But at this moment, I have zero dollars in my bank account. If you were me, what would be some of the things you would do right now to get your music career moving?
1: Right. So uh, I mean, there may be some uh, differences depending on what genre you are in, and because there uh, there may be some specifics to you know based on what kind of demographics we're thinking about you you um may use particular social media platforms or particular strategies and for some genres for example you may do very well with more traditional channels and like selling CDs. but uh generally speaking it's it's yeah the the general advice is applicable to any situation here Uh, so it's first of all it's absolutely doable and possible to build uh uh your career on your own uh to me an investment into a consultant or a marketing agency is is, uh, worth it if you can afford it because it just saves a lot of time so you you don't need to uh, try figuring things out on your own so it can save uh years uh, as practice shows but you can totally figure the basic things out yourself And even we we encourage all our artists, we even work with to uh, participate in everything themselves because you really need to understand the process of, you know, growth, marketing, whatever, to achieve some results. So uh, uh, you want to take care of your branding and how you're presented online. First and foremost, this is very important because whoever discovers you online will start listening to you with their eyes and uh, they, they will be reading something about you or, or seeing your social media posts, seeing your, uh, the visuals that you publish online or you know your social media headers and so on. So you, you have to uh, treat how you look and how you're represented online very carefully because no one will even bother to spend five ten minutes listening to a couple of your songs in full if uh, they don't think that it's something that they will resonate with so it's very important and we emphasize the importance of creating a logotype and uh, uh, and, I mean, even if you don't have money to create a logo, you can still um, come up with some proper graphics. You can outsource that or ask a friend. If you're not a designer, I highly recommend you not even trying to do the graphics. I've seen too many <laughs> bad examples. Musicians uh, who are very talented in creating music usually don't know how to uh, to 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 design at all um, from my experience. So just a, a, an advice. So you can go to you know a freelance website somewhere and do something for cheap at first. And yeah, so creating social media profiles, making sure that everything is consistent, and uh, building your content strategy from there. So even before no one is listening to you, you really want to uh, to 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 start creating interesting engaging content on an ongoing basis to get into the habit of it um so uh, it's it's an illusion many artists have that when, whenever they release an album or like getting signed or have some kind of success then they will start being active on social media but they won't have any experience with that they won't be comfortable with that so most probably it won't work well at all so you better create a an idea of what kinds of things you can be talking about and it can it should be not just um, promotional but uh it it should be engaging it should be uh something it it should be showing what you are into we're really big on niche marketing here so we always try to find non-musical interests that artists have that can be used uh to grow their brand so if you are into you know any kind of social lifestyle political um, things and hobby, have some hobbies and views. Uh, you should be should become comfortable talking about these things online. It helps a lot. So even if it uh, will turn some people off, it will attract some who uh, also happen to like the same you know the music genre you are in. Um, so it may be kind of um, you know I'm describing it in brief, but uh, I hope it's it's it will uh, it will make some sense. Simultaneously with creating content strategy, you want to walk on your release strategy and be mindful about how you release and what. And uh, yeah, there are some. Recommendations and tips there. Uh, I don't want to go into too many details uh, here unless you ask me to. Well, um I, I'd love and, to follow
0: up with yeah. you uh, on that. When you talk about releasing content on a consistent basis, what does that consistency look like? I mean, how much content uh, is the right amount? How frequently should that content be going out there?
1: Yes, yeah, so it depends on the platform. Always treat each platform you are on. Uh, keeping in mind the specifics of of the channel. So uh, we are talking about the biggest uh, social media platforms here. So the number one, I recommend everyone to look into his Instagram Instagram has been extremely effective for musicians lately we are just so this is the platform where we see the uh, fastest growth and engagement rate as well so it's a great platform if you can come up with uh, interesting visual me- media to share so to some artists it, it's kind of confusing because they are creating music and uh, not you know visual content but it's totally possible to share something interesting, you know, lifestyle photos and um, and different kind of video and, and um, uh, visual material. And uh, uh, there is uh, Facebook and Twitter and you treat each platform differently. So with Instagram, you can do something like five, seven posts per week. So doing something daily if possible, don't do much more than that. And then try to do as many stories as possible. Instagram stories are really effective and they contribute to the growth and uh, uh engagement um so that's that's quite important to 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 release some raw content via instagram stories on facebook you don't want to post too frequently so there are uh, uh music marketers out there who i highly appreciate and respect who have different view on these and they will recommend you posting as much as possible on facebook as well i personally I don't agree with this and i've uh, based on what we've you know seen and what we've tested it's best uh, if you if you uh, play by the facebook's rules and uh, there is this edge run algorithm which will show your content to more people if uh, the initial kind of small pool of people to whom the the your post will be shown will react positively to your post which means that you better post uh, infrequently maybe you know, even a couple times per week at first, but you you ensure that the content is good. So native videos, this is the best thing you can do, such as, uh, just as uh, Facebook live streams. Um, so don't post too often on Facebook uh, at first at least, while you're building up your age rank. And uh, Twitter, you can tweet as many times as you want per day. It doesn't really matter; the more, the better. <laughs> so that's 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 a different. Uh, so you see, it it really depends. Then, if you have a blog, then you want to do something maybe at least once a week. If you have a newsletter, once a month is absolutely is is a minimum. So you you want to keep your email list warmed up at all times. So these are the the key platforms, but you see there are different. You know. Uh, um, things you need to understand about each to, to achieve the best results from there. Uh, I don't talk about YouTube because there you can have just different strategies. You can release something daily or once a month, uh, but it's very important to be consistent with that uh, more than just you know how frequently you post something.
0: I love it. Now, let me shift gears here and because I imagine people are just loving the information they're getting and they're going to want to be able to have more access to you. Well, on November 11th, Andrew's going to be hosting a live masterclass at wise.me, that's W-H-I-I-S-E.me, on how to get 100 paying fans in 100 days. Now, I imagine you don't want to give all the goods away that you're going to be talking about at this masterclass, but I want to see if I can at least get a preview out of you if you don't mind. I know we have some listeners out there who are making a lot of great music, and they may even have a good following of fans, but mostly they're fans that aren't directly contributing money to that person's career what are some strategies that artists can employ to turn some of those fans into paying fans?
1: Right, so the, this is a, a, such an important topic and a very exciting one to me because uh, even even within WeSpin, we haven't covered the monetization uh, as much as we wanted to because most of the musicians joining the platform usually uh, focus on other um uh, areas of, of their growth at that time such as uh, acquiring new new fans because you do want to build your audience first so some kind of uh, you know engaged loyal audience even if you have 15 hundred people who are really into what you do so I'm not just talking about a hundred people followers on a particular social media platform Uh, just you know if you have a few dozen people who really like what you do to who you who who you know would want to support you financially then you can start doing some really interesting things with earning money uh by asking your fans to support you financially directly and uh, so it's Possible. It's uh, and I'm I'm just making it clear that it's possible even for those artists who are just kind of you know starting out and have uh, a seemingly small uh, audience. And um, uh, the uh, it is important to understand that you are um, you you are not just uh, hard selling your music or your time or or kind of experiences you may be creating. the the whole process with uh, with the sa- the whole sales process for musicians these days is exciting because it's about establishing a very intimate and personal relationship with a person. So when you get to that paying fan, it's uh, it's 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 establishing this relationship with them. It's them telling you that they're ready to invest their time and emotions and energy on you. It's not just about their wallets. Um, and uh, we are talking about creating different kinds of funnels here, uh, making it very easy to for for a fan to start um paying you in one way or another. Most of the times fans don't know How they can support you A lot of the uh, music listeners And there have been numerous studies about That when they listen to music On Spotify they think that Money goes to to The artists they are listening to Which is not the case You may know very well uh, Spotify pays out to um, Money goes to the mainstream acts Who are mostly streamed to On the platform And there is a lot of confusion with how these platforms operates and so on, and even you know buying a song on uh, iTunes doesn't bring that much money to to artists. And uh, fans don't really need freeze these days anyway. So they essentially they don't know how to support you financially. There is obviously a, a live show they can go to if you are if you happen to tour in their area. But what if you if you don't what if you don't tour at all? There are numerous talented musicians who don't. Perform live uh, for whatever reason. Um, who can still um, uh, Get uh, you know, get some money from their fans. So you want to to decide on what kind of offer you have. There are different uh, things you you can sell. So it's not just directly the music, which is of course an option. You can sell music digitally, for example, exclusive bundles. If you are for an album or in EP of uh, four songs on uh, on all the major you know platforms you can have a special version of that ep with you know uh, two bonus tracks and some unreleased material and some uh, some some additional digital files that are only available from your online store you can sell physical products it can still be effective to sell uh, a a CD or a vinyl depending on the genre to people who are really into into supporting you. Something that I've been uh, most excited about in the past years and I've been talking about that a lot is a membership platform so you can um have your fans supporting you on by paying you regular like on an ongoing basis like every month through platforms such as patreon. I love patreon, yeah, um so that's 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 a great example, and it is very difficult, so many artists I've talked to about Patreon, give it a try, just you know sign up there, add some you know tiers, some rewards, and don't see much results, and think that it that it's not working, but Patreon just requires lots of. Uh, energy and default because there it's not just about one off payments you're asking people to subscribe essentially and they're paying ten dollars per month uh, for Apple music or Spotify to access all the music in the world and you're asking them for even for a few dollars per month But just for a very limited amount of content that you will be providing them with so it's not about the amount of content But the quality and the connection They have with you in order to appreciate the kinds of content you may be giving them uh, So it can be experience as well live videos exclusive video streams uh, chats um, so there is there is a lot that goes into it. Crowdfunding is really difficult to <laughs> to do, really. So it's it's very um, uh, time consuming. I don't think it's a great way to make money because you may end up spending a lot more than you make to pull it off to 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 run a successful crowdfunding campaign. But usually it's uh, one of the uh, easiest way to get people to actually. Uh, uh super fans of yours to pay you so uh, if a campaign is uh, orchestrated and executed correctly then your fans will uh, will love to support you women with, with a one-off uh, pledge for example it's easier usually than getting a subscribe on patreon uh, so you just uh, want to create an offer. You can experiment with it a lot. So uh, there is a, a really room for experimentation. You can try different kind of products and experience to to sell. And then you think about what kind of funnel uh, you want to create. In that masterclass, I will be talking about three uh, funnel examples that we've been experimenting with and implementing at the agency and uh, you uh, so I can uh, give you some examples here so you can use different um, uh, well different acquisition methods. We won't be talking too much about how to you know build your online following but you you want to ensure that you capture contact information of uh, uh, the people you uh, you you want to be selling something to Uh, As early as possible And it may be an email address It can be a phone number A platform that I love and use For myself and for some of our artists is called Superphone And uh, it's still in beta I think, but it it works quite well Especially in North America because uh, of yeah the um the text messages uh are don't uh, are not always delivered properly to some european countries for example so you uh, essentially have a, a phone number and uh, your fans can text you that number add themselves to your uh, quote unquote address book and uh, you can send uh, mass text messages you can communicate with people one by one you can sell um products uh, through hashtags so you are uh, you can ask people to to send a hashtag with uh, like uh, what t-shirts and they will receive a link back to uh to 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 buy that uh, T-shirt of yours with just within a few clicks right from their phone and uh, So you can kind of automate it to some level as well. It's quite effective uh, something that I'm exploring right now is uh, messenger boards so many musicians don't quite understand how Facebook bots work, so it's not an artificial intelligence kind of thing that will solve all the issues for you and will be talking um, to your fans because you hate to to do that yourself. Uh, if you set up a bot properly and it's possible now, thanks to some affordable tools out there, uh, you can uh, yeah you can establish some cool relationship with people who don't use email that much. Uh, so I, I, we will be hearing about. Facebook bots and bots for other messengers a lot more in 2018. That's just, uh, uh, there is no way around that. Um, and uh, yeah, so you want to start collecting this contact information because in this funnel, there will be several steps that you want to follow, but it's very important. So I want to uh, highlight one of the key uh, insights here that you want to sell uh, in a very unscalable way personally at first so you don't send out a newsletter to your list and announce that you have uh, now if you if that you have a crowdfunding campaign or that you are now on patreon and just expect people to sign up it it won't work that way because people will just assume that you know they, they will feel that it's a mass message they will just not they they won't invest too much. Uh, energy or, or, you know, that time into into looking into this stuff. So uh, it, it, you will need to invest some of your time into communicating with people who showed interest in what you do before. And it's possible to find the most engaged Instagram, Twitter followers and so on. So you can already see who uh, who engages with you with your content the most, and you want to reach out to them personal whenever possible, and then just uh, explain to them what kinds of benefits they would get by uh, supporting you financially. So we do uh, we do highlight uh, kind of manual outreach quite a bit. There are some tools to help you with that. So for example, instead of using Mailchimp or other uh, software for email marketing you can uh use what uh, so one tool that i uh, have uh, discovered relatively recently is called gmass you can send mass emails directly from your gmail inbox the subscription is really affordable and the delivery rate is 100% so your email will not be filtered out and it will look like uh, you know Personally, sends email because there won't be an ups- unsubscribe link. So be very careful with that. Especially, I, I need to be careful talking to you about that because legally it's kind of in a gray area. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So if you if you don't abuse these things, if you have like 20 people who you know will be interested in hearing this kind of stuff from you, you can use some of uh, automation tools to reach to them. Same for Twitter and the Instagram. Uh, well, for Twitter there are legal and official ways to send mass direct messages. Uh, for example, and sorry if, if you hear my cat screaming in the background, uh, but anyway, <laughs>
0: no,
1: so yeah, uh, good. I, I'm, I hope that it kind of m- makes sense. There is a lot more to it, as, as you can guess, but I'm just you know trying to give you a general idea.
0: Oh, I'm sure we're just scratching the surface. Oh, there's your cat again. <laughs> um, and people are going to be able to check this stuff out and really enjoy it. Just go to this, uh, masterclass is on November 11th at WHIISE. M-E. Um, there's plenty more fantastic stuff where that came from. That stuff about content funneling folks is really, really important. Um, that's, you know, you know, that really monetizing your fans is all about mastering the art of funneling them, you know, from that initial engagement all the way to them becoming a member of your tribe. You know, that the, that group of a uh, thousand people donating a hundred dollars to you and making a career for you. Andrew, I really appreciate all this fantastic insight you've given. I've just been furiously writing down all these great platforms you've been bringing up on that last answer. So much great stuff there. Before we let you go, do you have any last tips to share with the indie artist listeners out there to
1: help them move their careers forward? Uh, I I guess I would have a different answer to that question every week or so. Uh, So (laughs) if if you don't mind, I, I I will give you something that's, that has been on my mind, uh, like, this week. Um, I think it was it's actually because uh, we just started watching the um, uh, second episode of Stranger Things on Netflix, and um, which, I mean, at the time of the recording just, you know, came out a couple of days ago. And um, uh, uh, it's important, when it comes down to monetization and not only to engagement, you need to understand that um, your listeners, your fans or potential listeners uh, have uh, so many ways to entertain, to entertain themselves and spend their, uh, you know, spare time. So it's not just about if someone likes your music or not. It's about uh, you're not competing with other musicians when you're, when you're thinking about uh, getting some people to contribute to your kind of campaign or become a part of your tribe, exactly as you said uh so you you don't need the billions of dollars that Netflix has to create original kind of content you know to uh you you're not competing with these platforms necessarily but you compete with them in terms of uh the uh human attention so you can do that effectively with even no budget at all by creating unique experiences you can uh, make People feel special because they are inside this small tri- tribe of, of yours. So if they see that there is just, you know, 100 people who support you in the same deep way that you do, they will spe- feel special and feel connected. I, I I say the word connected a lot on, on, on this show for some reason. But, um, yeah, it's it's basically so you can really uh, achieve success in build your audience and be successful even without being recognized on a national or worldwide level with some hundreds or thousands of super fans if you give them a special personal experience that even Netflix can't. Um, so I, I, I just want everyone to stay in, encouraged and uh, think about creative and interesting ways to excite their listeners
0: right on. Uh, Andrew, thank you so much for joining us this week. It has been a pleasure. Please don't be a stranger.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: We'll be right back on the Break the Business podcast. Friend of the show, John Ratzenberger here with Ryan Carella, author of Break the Business, declaring your independence and achieving true success in the music industry, available on Amazon.com. Ryan, tell the folks a little about the book. Well, the book's about empowering Well, artists. that's fascinating, Ryan, but it's only a 15-second commercial. Thanks. Welcome back, everybody. Our thanks to Andrew Apinov for joining us in the previous segment. Be sure to check out his live masterclass at W-H-I-I-S-E dot M-E, that's WISE dot on how to get 100 paying fans in 100 days. That masterclass is going to happen on November 11th, and you don't want to miss it, because the guy's super knowledgeable, as you heard in the previous segment. He's done so much great stuff in his career, and you know he's got the experience to help you out, and the subject matter is going to be really, really important in your, for your career. As we talked about in the first segment, the real challenge in this business these days, in the era of YouTube and social media, is not just getting fans. Because the fans are going to be out there on those platforms like YouTube and you know Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat. It's not hard to find fans, to find people to give your music a listen. The real challenge is turning those fans into paying fans. And that's what Andrew Apinoff talked about in the previous segment and what he's going to talk about during that masterclass. So I'm excited I'm going to check it out, and I hope you guys too. Um, Before we close for this week, I had a cool listener question I just want to talk about real quick. A Twitter user asked me for a good way to get pictures for album covers. Uh, One of the things he was asking specifically was, if if I see a photo somewhere on the internet, is there an easy, efficient way to get rights for that photo? Is there a way to, you know, is there some kind of, like, database or website that I can go to to kind of just clear those rights very quickly? And I think this is really important because obviously you want great artwork for your album covers, and just getting good artwork in general is so important. In the era of social media, Twitter, Facebook, artwork is so important because it kind of helps get your music out there. I mean, it's kind of funny, right? Because in the old days, 70s, 80s, artwork for album covers was super important. Because, you know, you had those big vinyl records and, you know, having cool artwork right on that vinyl album was was really important. It, it, drew, the, it drew the listener in. It was a very visual medium for what's uh, essentially something that's very auditory music. But that kind of stuff mattered. And then we hit like 1990s. The CD came in and the CD is much physically smaller than vinyl. And so the artwork became a little less important because it became a lot smaller. And then we get to like 2000. Napster comes in. It crushes the physical recorded music business. We have the rise of iTunes and you have MP3 now. And all of a sudden, album covers just don't matter really at all. Because nobody's looking at album covers because nobody's buying physical media anymore. It's It's just ones and zeros on your computer. And so the actual physical medium does not matter as much. And the artwork doesn't matter as much. But now, we fast forward to today in the era of social media and now album artwork matters more than ever because we're looking at our our, our music on our phones and it's got the screen with the album artwork, but you can put the album artwork on Facebook and post it on Twitter and now album artwork matters again. And oh man, it's super exciting. And so it makes perfect sense that you guys are wondering some good ways to get artwork for your album. If you're not the kind of person who can draw or do graphic design, you got to find other ways to get this artwork. And there, th- thankfully, there are a lot of ways to get great artwork for your album, but the flip side of that is there's also a lot of ways to get artwork that doesn't belong to you, and you can get in a lot of trouble for using it, so you got to make sure you navigate this stuff effectively. And to answer the Twitter listener's question on how to get rights to a photo that you see online... The answer to that's going to be it depends on the source. If that photo that you saw on the internet belongs to a stock photo company, like a company like Getty Images or something like that, well then you got to reach out to that company and you have to, you know, fill out their forms and talk to them about specifically how you can use it for your album. And you want to make sure the license you purchase from a company like Getty Images is expansive enough to address the particular kind of use you're going to use for your project. You want to make sure that it's going to cover putting that album on CD, putting that artwork on CDs, putting that artwork on your website, on social media, on uh, MP3 players, things like that. So you want to make sure you get an expansive enough license. And that might be kind of expensive, frankly, those stock photo companies can get a little pricey. And so you might want to try to find some other routes to take there. Um, so there are, thankfully, there's no shortage of ways to get pictures for good prices on other websites. A lot of artists I work with use a website called Fiverr.com. That's F-I-V-E-R-R.com. It's kind of an independent contractor website where you can get people to make stuff for you, including artwork for your album. And uh, the prices start for most of these projects at just $5, hence the name Fiverr.com if you want the artwork to come a little faster to you. You might want to, you might pay a little bit more, but either way, it's going to be affordable and you're going to get great work because a lot of the folks who do work with Fiverr.com really do solid stuff. I've had people on Fiverr do work for me sometimes, and I've really been happy with the work. And so you might want to give it a shot too. Again, that's Fiverr F I E E R -R R.com. And you might be able to find somebody to create that artwork for you. Important word of caution though. A lot of artists make this mistake and I really don't want you to be one of those people because you can get really wrecked if you do this. Uh, do not make the mistake of just searching for an image on Google Images and if you see that image on Google Images making the faulty assumption that just because it's there on the internet you can make it your album cover. This is you can really mess yourself up by doing this. You know, Don't just say, oh, I want a picture of a sunset on my album cover, so I'm going to search sunset into Google Images, and, oh, there it is on Google. If it's on Google, it must be okay to use, because Google is using it, right? And then you put it on your album cover, and you can get sued. So Richard Chapo, uh, we had him on the podcast a while back. He was an internet lawyer, and he told us that these stock photo companies, Getty Images, Um, And folks like that, they want you to do that because they put their photos right at the top of those Google image searches just so you find it and just so you steal it because they do reverse image searches. And if they see that you're using the artwork without their permission, they're going to send you a really scary email that says you need to pay us $700 right now or we're going to sue you. You need to pay us $1,000 right now or we're going to sue you and you might try to say back to them oh no 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 don't worry i'll take it down right away nope they don't care once you've made the violation you are busted and these people are relentless and they, you know, they are, there is no negotiation with them. They are mean because copyright infringement, which, which you, which is what you're doing. If you're using that artwork without permission is an industry for them. It is a revenue stream for them. They want you to make that mistake of just pulling something you found off of Google images. So because they want to be able to send you that scary letter and take, you know, 800, 900, a thousand dollars out of your pocket. So please, Do not do that, especially because there are so many great ways to find great artwork at a reasonable price. Like, uh, For example, using a website like Fiverr.com or by going to Getty Images and getting the rights to use one of their photos completely legally. Great question. I was excited to answer that. Our thanks to Andrew Apinoff for joining us. Be sure to participate in Serge Tonkin's 7-Note Challenge. Uh, you want to submit your work to that by December 15th. If you want to participate in our little mini 7-Note Challenge that we talked about in the first segment, you want to submit your work to us, same rules as the Surge Tonkin Challenge, by December 8th. So Surge Tonkin Challenge, December 15th our challenge, December 8th. If you win the search Tonkin challenge, you can get $5,000. If you win our challenge, which is just going to be of our community of listeners, you can win over $500 in prizes from some of our favorite guests that we've had on the show. We got books, albums, uh, consulting services. It's, it's, Pretty, pretty cool. And finally, uh, be sure to get a hold of the Break the Business book. It's available on Amazon in paperback, ebook, and audiobook. I'd really love for you to read it, and I hope it can benefit your career. Thank you all for listening to the podcast. We will see you next week.